0: Hey, do you want to hear my horoscope for today? Yes, I do. Take a deep breath and wait, which is exactly <laughs> how I started this episode.
1: Hey there. Hey, and welcome to the WandaBinge Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some shit, you know? Hi, we're talking about smooching.
0: Each other, specifically. Each other, specifically.
1: I've and. had like phlegm in the back of my throat all day, so this should be fun.
0: Oh man, I love phlegmy podcasts. This should be
1: ew, ew, ew. That last sentence was a lie. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Gross. Oh my god, Ray, your
0: orange thermos matches your orange shirt. Um, my shirt is yellow with orange tie-dye. How dare you. Um, sorry, I was a little more focused on the orange. This is the part. brightest
1: color I own and I love wearing it. Is that weird?
0: it's definitely weird oh my god look it came out again it's definitely weird because um you don't wear bright colors but um what came out again is i'm shuffling tarot cards and i just got the same jumper twice it must mean something it might it's It's probably for
1: you though because we've been talking about you as you've been doing that so you're probably conditioning them to read you
0: oh i'm just i'm just imbuing my energy so i can connect with them for to read you Yeah, I'm just connecting with the cards, my guy. Energy.
1: Hey, I'm going to ask you this because you're the one that has to look at me. Sure. Braids? Love them. Braids.
0: I like your braids. Okay, I'll keep them in for you. I feel like they match your very bright shirt.
1: See, now I feel like you're judging my shirt. I really like this shirt.
0: No, I'm not judging your shirt. I love your shirt. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like
0: genuinely love your shirt. You're also wearing gold earrings, which you don't usually do.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: Yeah, so everything's just matching.
1: There's a lot of changes happening in my life recently.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Speaking of, I have hmm. to inform you of something. Are you recording? I am recording. On Tuesday at three thirty PM I had a half an hour long interview for a job. <gasps> and at four thirty PM Tuesday, I got
0: hired. No way. I've never heard someone get hired so fast. Yeah. Like
1: within an hour. Yeah. Within a half an hour.
0: Oh yeah.
1: <gasps> Whoa. You're really cool. I know, right? You look kind of awesome. You must have just been super impressive. This morning at nine a.m., I had to put in my two weeks at the coffee shop because I have to start the new job in less than two weeks. (laughs) Yo, f the
0: coffee shop, dude! I'm so excited
1: for you. No, literally, the interview ended, and they were like, "You should be hearing back from us in like." two to three days and I'm like fuck (laughs) that's not enough time and I was like as I was driving like I got the call while I was in the car like Uh I finished the interview and I left because I had to go do shit so like I was in the car and I had actually I think had I talked to you right before that because I I feel like I, I when I was talking to you last on the phone I said I just had an interview yeah you did and you were frantic and you were trying to you you were going to Target somehow
0: overshot target went to Kohl's instead and then went back to target and you made an illegal left-hand turn oh you undershot target and made an illegal left-hand turn to go to target that is out of Kohl's. yeah you were very stressed so i literally
1: it was very funny finished the interview left home called you frantic target run and then like got back in my car was headed away and uh got the call saying that i got it um that's amazing hey you know what we
0: um you know what we didn't do last time for our last episode we didn't introduce ourselves we didn't
1: introduce ourselves you don't have to say that we can just introduce ourselves we don't have to point out that we keep forgetting do i do that a lot yeah almost every time we introduce ourselves you start it by saying you know what we keep forgetting to do
0: (laughs) huh almost every time (laughs) wow self-awareness check all right well (laughs) i'm remembering now welcome to wonder binge podcast
1: welcome to wonder binge podcast i am one of your hosts jen cull I'm the other one of your hosts. There's only two of us, and I'm the second one. My name is Maria Monachino. Hello,
0: hello, hello, uh, Maria. What is Wonder about? You have a whole little thing. Oh, I should
1: pull that up, shouldn't I? You should. I should really
0: memorize it or something. It's gonna be. It's gonna be our opening. Uh, I was about to say opening prayer, but that felt disrespectful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. To Wonder Binge Podcast, the podcast where we research binge on all those things that pique our interest and curiosity and bring that knowledge back to you so that you can strike that curiosity off of your list and clear up space for more things to wonder. Genevieve, I promised you chaos.
0: You did promise me chaos. And you know what? I'm bringing bringing some... uh, I brought some crystals. Okay. I I have new crystals. Or should I get my big
2: old
1: shard... Not shard. Big old slab of labradorite that you gave me? If you'd like to.
0: I got I got these uh, crystals for my birthday, which was in August, but I just got them from my dear friend Jacqueline. And you said that there was going to be some chaos going on, so the first one that I pulled has to do with like communication and connection, which like we're communicating, it makes sense. Um, so and we got connecting. we got some. And it's also oh, it's also clarity of mind we got some selenite should i go grab my piece of selenite we can both have a piece of
1: selenite oh my god
0: cute yes i'm doing it i'm getting it the other crystal we have is larimar which is also having to do with communication it's also to do with expression and wisdom and truth and helping you speak openly from the heart thank you jackie for these notes
1: pronounced larimar
0: yeah you're pronounced stupid you're
1: pronounced cute oh my gosh she kissed my ear (laughs) I meant to kiss your cheek, but your stupid face was not positioned correctly. Excuse me. <laughs> There's my selenite. Maybe your aim sucks. <laughs> do you want to do a little selenite cheers? Aw.
0: And the last one, dear listeners, is blue kyanite, which has to do with communication as well, and helps get to the heart of the matter. Oh, boy, howdy. And it also helps you visualize. So whatever, you're, whatever chaos you're about to ensue upon my brain, I'm going to visualize it real well. Great. Invisualize? Visualize? I can speak English. Envision,
1: Thank you. The reason for the chaos, my dear, Always is that reason. I have not had time to breathe. <laughs> I'm familiar. And so... It's like you were going for a job or something. It's almost like I'm working two jobs, getting hired for another, <laughs> and also trying to exist. It's a, It's a crazy time in my life. Totally. But anyway, I basically did not have any time to do any notes. And I was thinking, maybe I'll fall back on some old notes... Sure. Maybe I'll find I'll like just like tweak some work in progress ones. I you had no have, time to tweak.
0: You could have done a hypothetically installment.
1: I uh, don't have the brain capacity to think of hypotheticals. I'm like, oh, there's okay. no, there's no consciousness up here right now. <laughs> so it should be a good time for us. Ooh, but let's get some chaos. Um, basically, this is going to be the most unscripted I have ever been because. You texted and said you were on your way. Oh, I responded and said, great, I have nothing. Um, I thought you were being facetious. No, no, no. And then in the like two minutes after that, as I was just like typing random ass shit in to Google to be like, what's what? Help. Help. <laughs> help. <Google> help. <laughs> um, I found an article from the Indiana University of Bloomington from December of 2020. So, last year. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And it is called seven species that used to be cryptids. Shut up. So, I have no notes. <laughs> it's <laughs> I it, it's just links and improv, baby. Oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> so, please feel free to discuss. I can't promise to have answers to questions. <laughs> But we're certainly going to have a good time.
0: Oh my god, that's going to be so on the fly and I'm so ready for it.
1: Before we even dive in, huge shout out (laughs) to SCIU undergraduate social media intern Lisey Davis, who wrote the article, Seven Species That Used To Be Cryptids. And another massive shout out to Cryptid Wiki. (laughs) I have eight tabs open on my computer let's do this
0: we are professionals welcome to chaos (laughs) chaos binge i'm your host
1: and along for
0: the ride jen
1: (laughs) so we have talked about cryptids in the past
0: several times Um, actually i'm pretty sure my installment of hypothetically involved cryptids it did and you know what's funny on the way over here, I'm like, I wonder if, like, if Marie doesn't have notes, maybe we can just think of some hypothetical questions. And I was like, what did I ask last time? Oh, yeah, it was about cryptids. And that was the literally the only one that came to mind. So it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird that that's what your topic is about. It's about cryptids. Because that was the only hypothetical question I could remember. That's awesome. Oh, my God. Please continue.
1: Well, we've, let's see. We've talked about the jackalope. We've talked about, mm. I. you said that you would be like a fairy or something. I did. You said that I would be a scarecrow, because scarecrows are apparently cryptids. <laughs> and as we were looking at that list of cryptids, mm-hmm. we kept saying to each other, why are there real animals on this list? This doesn't make any sense.
0: We were saying that. That's right. Well,
1: as it turns out, and here's where cryptozoology gets really interesting, and where the whole, like, I don't know if this is real sort of mentality gets very, very interesting, is like... Maybe the Loch Ness Monster is real. <gasps> maybe the Mothman is real. Because there have been cryptids that people are like, maybe this is real. No, it's just a cryptid. It's a mythological creature. And it ended up being real.
0: Oh my god. So we're going to
1: talk about a few of those creatures that were thought to be spooky things in the woods and ended up being just real fucking animals
0: oh my god yes so this is so
1: so funny (laughs) yeah i'm like can you see me panicking not at all no you look completely and utterly composed first on the list is the komodo dragon they thought that was a cryptid yes because it's so big it's called the komodo dragon because it was located on the island of komodo in indonesia there you go okay and There were stories going around of a giant lizard on Komodo Island. Ah. And so, like, the stories were laughed at by any respectable scientist at first, because they were like, no lizard could be that huge. No, unless it was a dragon. A big lizard? Impossible. But when Lieutenant Stein van Hansbroek caught and killed one, people were like, oh, that shit's real. (laughs)
0: Yeah! Wow. This okay. This is what
1: real time editing looks like. Because <laughs> I don't have notes that I've changed the words of. I'm reading this and trying to make it not verbatim.
0: <laughs> You're doing a great job. Thank you. Um. Okay. So, do you happen to know, like, no? Should I just not ask questions? Okay. 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 So it's called the Komodo dragon, uh-huh. right? My thought, personally, is that this is this is how I envisioned this went. Okay. Someone went, man, there's a big-ass lizard on this island. And they went, nah, nah, there's no big lizard on the island. And they're, like, started making fun of them calling it a dragon. Like, oh, you saw a dragon. Uh-huh. Yeah, dragons are real, right? And then they Don't found Don't get me it.
1: started. Dragons are real.
0: Mm-hmm. Is dragon on that list, aside from the Komodo?
1: No, because dragons haven't been proven to be real yet. <sighs> Someday, when I have my life in order, mm-hmm. we will have a very long episode on dragons. I cannot wait for that. That is a promise. Because you know that in freshman year of college, I skipped class one day. You did. You did. With the express purpose of I, I that morning, I had started watching a documentary about dragons. Mm-hmm. And it came time to leave for class. And I went, fuck this class. I'm learning about dragons. I remember. And I skipped my entire day of classes to watch two consecutive documentaries about dragons, each two and a half hours long and i remember i showed up at your uh
0: at your dorm later and you had like crazy eyes you're like i've I was, been thinking yeah. about dragons all day i've been and you like pulled up like a fucking powerpoint yes. that you had made <laughs> yes. i remember thinking she's insane but this is why she's so smart like-
1: <laughs> <laughs> about the dumbest shit
0: <laughs> all right
1: please continue Explorer W. Douglas Burden didn't like that he was given a dead specimen by this lieutenant. So he decided to travel to the island to get a live one. He did. He returned to New York City with a few dead ones and two live Komodo dragons. (gasps) Wow. And they were put on display at the Bronx Zoo. um, And they actually, those two Komodo dragons inspired Marion C. Cooper to write the 1933 classic King Kong. No way. Apparently so inspired king kong yes they're the largest known living lizard on earth
0: i'm but hang on i'm still i'm i'm hung up on king kong not godzilla because king kong is the monkey
1: oh that is interesting
0: why would why would a dragon why would a lizard inspire King? Maybe I just haven't seen or read King Kong enough to make the connection. But I I'm very right?
1: confused. I did read that right. Wait, huh?
0: Yeah, like because Godzilla would make sense because he's a lizard. Hey, what? We yeah, we need to look at that one. Okay. Okay. Can you can you make? Like, I can be uh, your secretary can here. Can you just
1: make a list of like things to revisit? Oh my god.
0: Here I go. <laughs> Pulling out my notes. All right, hang on. Things to, things to look up. This is almost like a live session. Yo. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, being in, it, like, it's a live show, and someone just, like, maybe we just have, like, topics in a hat, and uh-huh. we pick one out. We're like, all right. Uh. Uh.
1: <laughs> Why was King Kong inspired by a lizard? Well. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> hey, what? Okay. The Komodo dragon can grow to a maximum length of three meters, which is ten feet. Whoa. Um, and they were originally thought to kill their prey with diseases in their mouths, but now we know that it was venom. <laughs> diseases? <laughs> what do they think snakes did? Or diseases caused by bacteria in their mouths.
0: Oh, so more like cats? Yeah. Okay. It was actually just They're venom. the
1: third known lizard to be venomous. So apparently third there are known? not a lot of venomous lizards. Huh. Here's a hypothetical question. You can be oh, dear. either lizard or a snake. But the choice truly is: Would you rather have legs or venom?
0: Oh, venom! <laughs> You'd venom. rather have venom than legs. I think I'd
1: rather have venom. What legs. the
0: heck? Because lizards... part of me
1: doesn't want to analyze this. Part of me wants to live in the mystery. You no, know <laughs> no, actually, no, please you know do. No, 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 no. Please do. A what? Part of Maria, me.
0: Why? I'm gonna ask you, Maria. Why do you think I just chose venom? I don't know.
1: (laughs) I really don't. Because that's really... I would not expect that from you. See, in my brain, here's
0: here's where my decision really fell into place. Snakes, I see as predatory. And lizards, I don't. Even though lizards are predatory, but I feel like they're more predatory towards, like, bugs,
1: I guess? Uh Uh-huh. Why do you want to be seen as predatory? I
0: want you to be fucking scared of me, dude. You Leo-ass motherfucker. I'm a Leo-ass motherfucker. Damn.
1: (laughs) So... Komodo dragons were first documented by Europeans in 1910 and then widespread notoriety came after 1912 when Peter Owens, the director of the Zoological Museum at Bogar, Java, published a paper on the topic after receiving a photo and a skin from the lieutenant, as well as two other specimens from a collector. Uh, The first two live Komodo dragons to arrive in Europe were exhibited in the reptile house at London Zoo when it opened in 1927. The Komodo dragon was the driving factor for an exhibition to Komodo Island by W. Douglas Burden in 1926. And he is the one that preserved uh, the 12 dead specimens and two live ones. And this also says it was the inspiration for King Kong. So I guess maybe we don't know what King Kong is about.
0: I thought it was about a monkey or a gorilla, a very large gorilla. Maybe we don't know
1: what King Kong is about. Maybe we don't. Maybe I should look up a a King Kong summary. Why don't you... To the list of things to revisit, just write what's King Kong about. <laughs> so I bet Connor would know. Should I just call him? <laughs> we are already chaotic. <laughs> Why already fucking chaotic. not? Um, okay, three of these specimens, three of the dead specimens, were stuffed and are still on display in the American Museum of Natural History. Wow. So, if you want to see some old ass komodo dragons, <laughs> some old ass taxidermy.
0: can I just throw out my two cents real quick? That yes, has nothing to do with it. Um, Please do, but. I hate that they like kill animals just to like be like hey look this exists like bring back the live ones actually you know what I don't know because even bringing back the live ones you're like all right well now you're traumatizing these poor live dragons and do you even know what they eat you just found out what they were
1: well that's why like current research is always like in the field right and I forget the like technical term for it but like distance, observation over months, never interacting.
0: Right, yeah. That's like the only you, way to really learn yeah, about Yeah, like them. when you
1: watch the nature channel, like uh, when you're sitting at home, like watching like a nature documentary or something and you see an animal like being stalked by another animal and they're like about to pounce and you're thinking like do something. Why is the camera person just sitting there? It's like that is research.
0: And that's also real. Like yeah, that happens when you're not there. Yeah, You know. so it's,
1: it's fully just like... There are some re- like I I I was watching something where you know what it was a it was a Brian David Gilbert yeah. video. It Does was it? the one where he was trying to figure out your pet's HP or your Yo. pet's, your pet's <laughs> like level and class or something. Yes. And in it he spoke with a field researcher and she said that she had been following like the same eagle I think for like years. Dude. Because that's that's how research happens nowadays. You don't kill things. That's yeah. how extinction happens.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I'm glad that we've finally come to that realization yeah. that that's how you need to actually research things. So I just want to throw that out there because it makes me really sad, you know? Yeah.
1: So the first Komodo dragons in captivity were displayed at the London Zoo, like we said. Yes. And then a Komodo dragon was exhibited in 1934 at the National Zoo in Washington, D.C.
0: Oh. But it
1: only lived for two years. More, I like
0: the life expectancy is way longer than that.
1: It's actually not. More attempts to exhibit Komodo dragons were made, but the lifespan of these creatures was very short, averaging five years. Really? Yes. It says averaging five years in the National Zoological Park. So I wonder if it's um, like their lifespan in captivity is different. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's something else that I would maybe look into further. But guess who's next?
0: Who's next? Wait, wait, wait. I do want to guess. Hang on. I'm, I'm writing down the question. How long do Komodo dragons live? Question mark. Um, uh, can, I, can I get a, a species type?
1: Mammal. Mammal. Confusing mammal. I'll give you that. Is it a platypus? Yeah, it is a platypus. <laughs> that's all you needed. I knew that's all you needed. It's a confusing <laughs> mammal. That's, I knew that was all you needed. Wow. Amazing. Because you look at a platypus and you're like, that's absolutely a cryptid. Are you I mean, yeah, me? it's so
0: strange looking. When you,
1: when you described the squonk, I imagined a platypus at Did first. Did you
0: really? Yeah. We also don't know how squonks reproduce. We know that platypi, plat is platypi, right?
1: Um, yes, there are a few plurals of platypi.
0: Um, we know Uh, they lay eggs and we know that they, um, fight evil scientists.
1: Yes, of course. Um, plurals (laughs) of platypus are platypuses, platypi, and platypodes. (laughs)
0: Platypodes! I've never heard that one.
1: But if you were to not know that a platypus is real and look at one, you would be like, that's... That's fake. Someone photoshopped a duck and otter and a beaver together.
0: Absolutely. Like, that's
1: what that looks like.
0: That's, that's, yeah. When we were talking about the the giraffe, but people described it as like a dragon yes, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's what I was going to mention earlier. I like had talking points, but obviously I didn't have notes. So I forgot things. But I was going to say like the quest beast is quest absolutely beast. like you hear a description and you're like, that's a cryptid. But then it ended up being a giraffe.
0: Right, yeah.
1: So that's another one. But
0: this one genuinely looks like you took a duck and otter and a oh, beaver yeah, yeah, yeah. and put it together. Like that's the only way to describe it. That's the only way it looks. Yeah, a giraffe was just kind of a a really bad misunderstanding. Yeah, it was a
1: little all over the place that description. Platypire weird as hell. But anyway, um, naturalists, scientists, and most Europeans in the 18th century did not believe that such a creature could exist because why would they? The second governor of New South Wales, Captain John Hunter, sent a pelt and sketch of a platypus to scientists of the European community in 1798, shortly after one was discovered. Okay. You just touched your selenite very purposefully and I got worried. (laughs) I thought you were cursing me or something.
0: I was doing literally the opposite. I'm like, I breathe, Maria. Like, I was trying to send you <laughs> oh. good vibes. Wow, I love that you like you took me trying to send you good it's vibes. That anxiety, babe. You. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, this let me tell you about Robert Knox because he's got a lot of titles. He is a zoologist, anatomist, anatomist. I would say. I really,
0: you said anatomist like like the tank engine. He <laughs> 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 no. was
1: so close to saying no. it out loud. He's a zoologist, anatomist ethologist and physician robert knox he was convinced that it was a hoax and that the pelt was made by a taxidermist don't taxidermists famously work with previously living pelts yeah but the jackalope started as a joke by a taxidermist yeah but it came from a real rabbit like a real pelt no but but this but robert knox looked at this and and was like that's like an otter and a duck because oh. it was like a full platypus; it wasn't just like the fur.
0: Oh, okay. I was totally thinking like a piece of a pelt. You know what? Yep, yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right, no, no. right. You're right. Well, you're he right, he
1: convinced right. botanist and zoologist George Shaw, who at the time believed that the platypus could potentially be real, but like wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he convinced George to take scissors to the pelt to try and find stitches in it. And and they also tried to remove the duck's bill, thinking that it was like sewn together. I did they realize it was real <laughs> i guess uh and that that actual same platypus now resides in a british museum oh they still have that original pelt and the scissor marks are still visible on the bill yo you can see where they tried to like cut the bill off dude that's kind of neat uh the platypus is one of the few egg-laying mammals and is a member of of the order of monotremata, which is a very fancy word. Monotremata? What is that? I don't know. Do Hang you, on. Hey, do you know where the habitat of the platypus is? The tri state area.
0: Bury <laughs> 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 <Perry> the platypus! <laughs> Take like, over the Thrasytaria.
2: Yeah.
0: You know uh, the,
1: the voice of Doofenshmirtz is on TikTok. Of course I do. Oh Are my god, you kidding he's me? Great. He's on everyone's For You page. It doesn't matter what your algorithm is. <laughs> well, its habitat is on the eastern side of Australia. Of course, it's in Australia. And another stop being bad humans. It, it until the early 20th century, it was hunted for its fur, but oh. it is now protected all Good. over. It is the animal emblem of the state of New South Wales, and is on the reverse side of their twenty cent coin. Oh, very cool! It also apparently uses its tail for storage of fat reserves.
0: So, like for the winter?
1: I guess. Is? I guess. I guess if a I guess if a platypus has like a thick tail, it's, it's... that platypus is kind of thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Yo>, what <the> a <laughs> I wish I could make the noise. <laughs> all right next animal that used to be a cryptid you might not know this animal this is the first animal that you might not actually know of wait what it's called the okapi
0: wait i do know the okapi okay
1: cool i didn't
0: you didn't know the okapi isn't that the one it's like um doesn't it look like a big bunny with tiny ears or something
1: no it's it's sort of like d- a blend of a zebra a donkey <gasps> yes! a deer yes! and an antelope it's so cute and weird looking it's like a whole lot of um what's the word corvid it's... is birds cervids so it's like a bunch of cervids and also a zebra it's known as the forest giraffe does that help <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sounds like just like a hodgepodge of
1: an animal, really. Yeah, yeah. so like it, it looks like... It's the potluck animal. It looks like zebra, donkey, deer, antelope, but its closest genetic link is actually giraffes, which I guess is why it's called the forest giraffe.
0: Interesting. You're... Yeah, I've, I have heard of the okapi.
1: <laughs> the face I'm making is because I'm learning as you are. Europe, <laughs> this is fun for me. I i am I didn't read this ahead of time. I'm so happy you're having fun. Europeans in the 18th and 19th centuries called this animal the African unicorn. I don't Shut know why. Up. <laughs> Shut up. It doesn't have, like, a horn on its head or anything. It no. does This picture shows that it has, like, a little bump, I guess. Um, the African
0: unicorn.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what Europeans called them. Africans obviously knew that the Okapi existed. Um, maybe
0: maybe the Europeans, like, they were hearing um, the African people talk about the Okapi and they're like, yes, fucking. Maybe. Or okay, okay, they, like, saw it in imaginary and creature they just, and
1: they just didn't know. But, like, Africans knew because they inhabited the Utori Forest in Central Africa. Okay. Um, because okapis are rarely seen and extremely hard to find, they were classified as a cryptid for many years. That makes sense. Because they were so scarce. But in 1901, Sir Harry Johnston found an okapi skeleton and skin and sent it to the British Museum where it was classified as a new species. I'm personally confused by that because how did he find the skeleton and, and skin separate?
0: I, yeah, I thought the same exact thing.
1: I wonder if... It wasn't like in the wild. I wonder if it was like someone was planning on taxidermying or something and they, like it was already maybe. prepared or it was left over from um, like maybe the skeleton was normal and then the skin was like someone made a blanket. Who knows? But anyway. so weird, like- <laughs> <laughs> let's talk more about the Okapi. It is known locally by such names as the Ati or the Oapai. I'm sorry if those are pronounced wrong. Resembling a cross between a zebra, a donkey and a giraffe. Um, the zebra comparison mostly comes from the stripes on its legs.
0: Yeah, isn't it mostly just its hind legs? It's like on its. It's hips, it's it's kind like of? all
1: the way up its ass. Yeah, but then it does it does go up its front legs, just not all the way to the shoulder, more like to the. Armpit.
0: i need to look at a picture of an copy as you're talking yeah, yeah, yeah please continue
1: despite descriptions from explorers and even skins that were brought over western science rejected the existence of such a creature viewing it as nothing more than a fantastical chimera of real animals chimera is one of chimera, my favorite words that's the chimera word i was trying to think words. of earlier through the pieces of striped skin and the skull it wasn't a full skeleton apparently it was a skull that sir harry johnston was able to bring over um, that evidence, and the eventual capture of a live specimen led to the animal now known as the okapi being recognized by mainstream science. Okay,
0: so it finally is not a cryptid anymore. I like
1: point. I like the term mainstream science because it makes me feel like cryptids are just hipster science. <laughs> cryptids, <laughs> and I, love I mean, that. kind
0: of like cryptozoology is like definitely a hipster Wait, thing. I feel oh my like. god,
1: I want a beanie that's embroidered and it says hipster science. I'm going to write that down in the questions. Oh I love that. Cryptozoology? (laughs) More like hipster science. (laughs) 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 Whoa. Well, that's
0: the name of the episode now, (laughs) Hipster Science. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. Oh, I love it oh god okay well the okapi is no less unusual today it is the only living relative of the giraffe apparently the only living (laughs) there's there's a giraffe and the okapi and nothing else (laughs) they just couldn't stand their cousins anymore and killed them all off but they share a similar body structure and the characteristic of a long blue tongue Oh, really? I knew that about drabs. I knew that their tongues can be up to like three feet long and they are like blue purple. Yeah. However, (gasps) the markings on its back legs resemble that of a zebra's stripes. Mm -hmm. Okapis are solitary creatures that remain captivating to scientists. Although they are not endangered, there is still much to learn about their habits and lifestyle.
0: Yeah, because you mentioned earlier that they're really hard to come by.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. The Okapi was the symbol of the now defunct International Society of Cryptozoology. Oh. And it remains a persisting icon of cryptozoology to this day. That's so cool. Which I think is really, really cool and interesting, mainly because that idea, like the Okapi being the symbol of a society of cryptozoology, being a weird animal.
0: That is a real. A and being
1: real because the intention of cryptozoology it's the study of cryptids with the intention of proving they're real
0: right exactly and like that would that's a perfect example of
1: that being successful yeah absolutely and also i'm seeing pictures of like living okapis Mm -hmm. and they seem to have like a bump on their forehead but not a full-on horn oh see I'm but the skull and like historical renderings that i'm seeing they have a full horn. See, so I'm, I'm not, not sure what the horns. truth is.
0: I'm seeing two horns. Are you? Hang on. Let me find maybe a I'm picture. Just,
1: maybe the pictures in the things I'm looking at are not the most.
0: Yeah, like this one's a side profile.
1: Oh, okay. All That's only one two. horn.
0: Well, no, it's it's the two. They're next to each other It's because it's, it's a profile, but you can kind of see that there's a second one next to it.
1: Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, wait, oh, wait. I found a better picture. Hang on. Hang on. This All one. Right. There
0: you go. Now you can see that it has... Two
1: horns oh nice okay cool that's not a unicorn <laughs> we're on to our next cryptid that is now a real animal and you are going to say what what do you mean they thought that was a cryptid oh what? no i love this already <laughs> do you want to guess i will give you a hint it is a very close relative of homo sapiens a chimp bigger a Think gorilla what we thought king kong was
0: could it have inspired godzilla <laughs> it is a gorilla <laughs> is it really a yes. gorilla Um, I really hope you read to me that it inspired Godzilla, because wow, what a
1: twist. Hey, you know what? (laughs) We're all about facts here, but I'll throw in that lie just for the hell of it. (laughs) I'll
0: throw in that lie.
1: (laughs) Why not? Okay, so most European explorers thought that that gorillas were monster-like. The first attributed sighting of a gorilla by a non-African was made in the 5th century BC by Greek explorer Hanno uh most scientists today believe that Hano was describing either chimpanzees or baboons from his account however his interpreters called the creatures that they saw or that he saw gorilla so little confusing there scientists reading the description are like he's describing a chimp or a baboon but then like the interpreters of Hano are mm. like he called it gorilla so I don't know okay another explorer Andrew Batel, recounted seeing human-like monsters visit his campfire every morning after he left for the day. <laughs> this is funny. Hey, shout out to the person that wrote this, because they wrote, of course he had to mention that they didn't put more wood on the fire to keep it going. <laughs> what was the
0: um author's name? I think it was
1: Lisa. Uh, no, it was Lisey Davis.
0: Lisey. Thanks, Lisey. Thanks, Lisey.
1: <laughs> Gorillas actually remained cryptids until 1847
0: shut up really yeah two
1: europeans pretty much all of these are two non-natives slash western science slash europeans these were cryptids to the locals they were like they're animals they've always (laughs) been here
0: it's so fucking dumb that the europeans were like you're lying about the animals that you live near (laughs) like why would they lie (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, it it I don't I don't know if they actually asked the locals, uh, or
0: even if they did, they'd probably be like, oh, they're just trying to scare us off. Which like, yeah, fucking get off their
1: land first of all. Well, in 1847, Thomas Savage found gorilla bones in Liberia, or no, in Libera, Libera, Libra? No, Libera, no, L I B E
0: R A. I would think Libera.
1: Uh, he, alongside Harvard anatomist Jeffrey Wyman, wrote a formal description of the new species, calling it. Gorilla Gorilla. (laughs) I don't know why it had to happen twice. (laughs) That sounds like a kid's book. Um, A decade later, anthropologist Paul D. Kalu. Kalu. C-H-A-I-L-L-U. It's definitely not phonetic. It is definitely a language I don't speak. In the middle is D-U, do. So I'm thinking maybe it's French. Therefore, there's no way I'll ever know it. (laughs) But Paul hunted default
0: hatred French. <laughs>
1: but hey, you know what? Paul hunted live gorillas in order to obtain specimens to be analyzed, and one gorilla species, the mountain gorilla, stayed encrypted until 1902, when German captain Robert von Behren first identified one. So let's talk about the mountain gorilla a little bit. Okay. They were described as a large ape man in East Africa. Numerous tribes have legends of massive hairy creatures that would kidnap and eat humans, overpowering them with their ferocity and strength. I mean, yeah. In the 16th century, Nile explorer John Hanning Speck recorded stories of vicious hairy Drunga mountain ogres. Mountain ogres no, no, who games. squeezed women to death in 1860. Oh my god! Whoa!
0: Did he witness this, or did he just assume that I they squeezed know. women to death? He
1: recorded some stories though, and in those same in the same years. The explorer, Paul, yeah. Paul, last name, he wrote of violent, bloodthirsty forest monsters. I feel like mountain, like hairy mountain ogre is way more appropriate yeah. than like anything you've said um, yet. <laughs> yeah, but up until the 20th century, many of these tales were ignored or discounted, thought to be scary stories. Sure. Um, oh, the Varunga. I, I said, I mentioned Varunga. Where did I mention it?
0: I don't remember you saying Virunga.
1: Did I read it and think that I said it? To oh, no, no. It was uh, he. Sorry. John Hanning Speck recorded stories of vicious, hairy Virunga mountain ogres.
0: Oh, OK. Virunga is the mountain. Uh,
1: Yes. it's it, They They were in the Virunga region of Rwanda.
0: I see. Yes. Ooh, oh, you know, I learned an interesting fact about the Rwandan Holocaust the other day. Sorry, you said Rwanda and it just reminded me. Um, Didn't
1: we read a book slash watch a movie about uh, that?
0: Yeah, it was um, Left to Tell yes yeah. yeah 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 i that book like really sat with the me. scene
1: in the bathroom just stays with me where like there's like tw- like 12 girls all jammed into that bathroom
0: yeah it's a small bathroom yeah oh do you want to hear the weird fact well, it's not a weird fact but it's just like a whoa fact yeah okay so sorry uh, tangent real quick because you said the word rwanda <laughs> but um <laughs> so i learned hotel rwanda is that what i'm thinking there was hotel rwanda and then there was Left to Tell. I think there there're two different accounts of the Rwandan Holocaust.
1: Okay. I, I think believe. the scene I'm talking about was from Hotel Rwanda. But No, anyway. cuz
0: Left to Tell was the woman. She she did
1: Oh, okay, yeah, then it was Yeah. she to was tell. in the bath. Yeah. Okay, she then was in the bath gotcha. And I'm
0: pretty sure Hotel Rwanda was that one had the scene with all of the bodies in the street. Yes. And they were like, they had to drive over them because there was no other way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That one
0: was, it Should was we, really... Would it be
1: too dark to do an episode on the Rwandan Holocaust?
0: I was thinking about it, to be honest
1: with you. I would actually mainly because love for of this, you, to, you to talk about it.
0: It's mainly because of this fact that I'm about to tell you. Please tell which me Which I would that. love to get way more into in an episode. But yeah, so apparently after so after the holocaust ended the it was the hutus and the tutsis and i believe the tutsis were the ones that were being the the ones that were being executed but so a lot of the hutu people who were doing the killings you know they they went to trial and they went to jail but rwanda doesn't have like a super like well-developed um criminal justice system Mm -hmm. and it doesn't work the way it does here so as a means of like getting the hutus and the tutsis kind of integrated back into society together and like you got to remember like people are like the tutsis are living next to these neighbors who like full-on like killed most of yeah. their families and the way that they like figured that out is that like they had this program where like they would find the hutus that killed Tutsi families and put them in a room together and just have them talk what? To see, yeah. And like just to like to like get out their feelings on one side and feelings on Whoa. the other side. And like it was like nine out of ten times the Tutsi people forgave the Hutu person who killed their entire wow. family. Yeah. What the heck? The whole society like the, the new society that was built after the Holocaust was built solely on forgiveness yo that's crazy right right damn all right that's some higher level shit that i don't think i could get on
1: yeah no not at all that's crazy holy shit
0: you know i feel like but you know what i feel like if i were surrounded by people who were forgiving people who murdered their loved ones yeah you don't want
1: to be the one neighbor that's holding the
0: (laughs) (laughs) also that but (laughs) but like if i'm surrounded by that kind of energy and that kind of you know thought bubble I, maybe I could get on board, but, like, the society that I live in now, I'm like, hell no. Yeah. you Like, if you even kill my cat, I will hate you forever.
1: You know what I mean? I just got really, really angry at the idea of someone killing the cat. Right? Right? How could you forgive that person? What kind of
0: person kicks a cat?
1: Anyway. anyway
0: you're talking about, um... Mountain gorillas. Mountain
1: gorillas. Mountain yeah. ogres. Today, mountain gorillas are known to be communal, largely docile herbivores that live in the Virunga Mountains in Central Africa and in Bwindi National Park in Uganda. Okay. Mountain gorillas are threatened by poaching and civil unrest, elusive and often unseen in their activities. No more than 400 remain in the wild today.
0: No, that little.
1: Oh, this is interesting. Uh, I mentioned before Hanno, the Greek explorer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One, So one of the earliest written accounts of gorillas may come from Hanno the Navigator, a Carthaginian 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 yes yep, you got it <laughs> a carthaginian explorer who documented his travels along the african coast in 500 bc and he Ooh. described a tribe of gorilla or gorilla it's basically gorilla with an e at the end
0: okay um
1: which roughly translated in greek to mean hairy people
0: yo solid
1: uh it is unknown whether hunter referred to gorillas another species of ape or just some hairy people <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like to think it was just some really hairy people and <laughs> <Nevertheless>, not gorillas.
1: <laughs> his description served as the inspiration for the modern name Gorilla.
0: I love it. I love it. Do we know what the African people, like the natives, called them?
1: Actually, we do. I'm going to pronounce it wrong and I apologize in advance, but there were a few names listed in the cryptid wiki. Nagila? Okay. Nagagi. And Angina. Maybe. I, I like the second I, one. I apologize if they sound wrong. Um, the words start with NG, so I'm honestly reading it phonetically. It's probably wrong. That's fair. <laughs> Hang on. Um, can you spell one of them for me? Oh, my God. Yes, I can. Oh, my God. I would love to do that for you. Oh, my God. I would love that. I would, oh, I would love to do that for you. Holy shit. Um, NG. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, buying time because so I had to I open know, the tab I again. I
0: love your ad <laughs> lib. I knew exactly what was happening. I love your ad lib moments where you're just trying to It's distract... just links and
1: improv, baby.
0: Trying <laughs> <laughs> to distract me from the fact that you're just tabbing through. All right. Give me that spelling. N-G. Yep. A-G. A-G. I. I. Pronunciation. Here we
1: go. Good luck.
0: What's next? Oh, um... Okay, so.
1: Think water, think pirate.
0: I was just thinking it had to do with water. In my brain, I'm like, the next one's going to be
1: water. I'm sending it to you in my brain. Think water, think pirate. The kraken. (laughs) What, how would you describe the kraken? What would you Um, say the kraken is?
0: Giant squid. Giant squid, Giant
1: squid. (laughs) Very good. Many people still consider the giant squid to be a cryptid. Uh, Similar to most cryptids, which tend to live in habitats that are difficult for humans to find, giant squids live deep in the deep, deep ocean. Makes sense. The first images of a giant squid were taken in 2004, very recently. Wow, those are the first? Yeah, by researchers in Japan. And Yo. in 2006, scientists from Japan's National Science Museum caught a live 24-foot female <gasps> giant squid. Oh, oh my every...
0: God. Wait, there's one on the beach.
1: <laughs> yeah, every few months, there's another news report of a giant dead squid washing ashore. It's crazy that you found that picture as I was about to read that sentence.
0: Bro, wait, what? wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. Do you say, like, every couple months?
1: Every few months, there's another news report of a dead giant squid washing ashore.
0: Okay. There's... But, like, why... Why did they think it was a cryptid then?
1: Because, like, I can't
0: imagine c- c- they weren't
1: washing up, up on the shore, people, on, like, before 2004. Like, <laughs> Some people consider it to be a hoax. A lot of people, when they saw that, they were like, that's fake. What? How... What? No, it's fucking real, dude.
0: Dude! They're, and they're so creepy looking. I love them. <laughs>
1: So, Tales of... E- here's here's where I get on my bullshit about dragons, okay? Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, so, hop on tales, your bullshit box. Listen to me. Tales of enormous squids have circulated throughout the world since ancient times. Here's where I say, so have tales about dragons. Dragon tails, Dragon, Dragon tales. Dragon tales. <laughs> come along take my hand let's, let's all, all go, go to, to dragon, dragon land. Land. yeah
0: yeah yeah i like how we both just looked at each other for confirmation <laughs> that we were singing the right lyrics
1: i don't even know if we were singing the right words well
0: we sang the, the same words I wish so I wish you know all what
1: my heart to fly with dragons in the land of art you, know what you weren't holding the rock you should have been holding the rock i think that might be the reason for my ins- insane fascination with labradorite is it reminds me of the rock that they hold even though it doesn't look like i think i looked up a picture of it recently and it's not that at all but oh, my no. memory puts a labradorite like egg there sure sure but anyway (sighs) so uh the kraken giant squid tales of enormous squids have circulated throughout the world since ancient times what anyway aristotle and pliny the elder both described such monsters legends such as the lusca in the caribbean the skyla in ancient greece and the sea monk in medieval europe all describe a bizarre often dangerous nautical creature Ooh. Perhaps the most famous legendary squid is the Norse Kraken, yep. a monstrous tentacled beast as large as an island that devoured ships whole. Bro. Prior to the eighteen seventies, scientific opinion held such creatures as nothing more than ridiculous myths on par with mermaids or sea serpents. Which sure. I think sea serpents are real.
0: I kind of look here. They're kind
1: of like sea dragons. Yeah. Which of course I believe in. But so whatever. why not not why not underwater? Why not? Any who. Despite this, investigations into the existence of the legendary Kraken took place as early as the eighteen forties.
0: Yo. Like that
1: early they were like, let's see if this thing's real.
0: I mean, yeah, because like if they're washing up on shore all the time, they're like, Who's who's pulling this many pranks this frequently? You know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
1: So Danish zoologist Johan Jappetis Strinsup, I apologize Solid. to everyone ever. Usually she does look up the pronunciations.
0: You, I just want to like, say yeah. that right now. <laughs>
1: normally I try real dang hard. Johan methodically researched and cataloged giant squid sightings and strandings, eventually examining a beached corpse and designating the beast's scientific name, which is Archeteusis. Yo. Or Architeuthis. I like it. Even so, fellow scientists remained skeptical and continued to dismiss accounts. (laughs) But like, how? They're washing up all the time. Well, before that, it was easier to deny. The 1840s, it was easier to deny. But in the 1870s, the skepticism came to a stop because several carcasses were beached in Labrador and Newfoundland. Giant tentacles and complete corpses revealed to the scientific world that the giant squid was indeed real. Today, this creature remains just as mysterious and rare. Typically, living at great depths, giant squid sightings are uncommon and often undocumented.
0: I'm very curious as to why so many were washing up on shore, because like, you said like it was like an abundance at one time.
1: Yeah, right. I'm it's so like, curious. Crazy.
0: Like, what was there a culling under under the water? Did King try and like banish them or something? <laughs> I don't what, know. what happened? It's weird,
1: right. Well, for a century, for a hundred years, scientists dutifully attempted to observe it in its natural habitat, but were not able to because its natural habitat was real hard to get to.
2: <laughs> but only... I like
1: the way you said that, Thank Jenna Marbles. <laughs> only in 2004 were a group of Japanese scientists able to capture a live giant squid on camera, Ooh. taking 500 automatic photographs before the creature swam, black, swam back into the blackness. So elusive. Yes, many questions remain. It's so elusive. Very little is known about its habit its habits, its lifestyle, its favorite food, its favorite color, its hobbies. You, you know, can't we see don't this Maria's just putting on chapstick as she's talking. It's still unknown how large a giant squid can grow. We'll never know. Maybe it's like crabs. Maybe they never stop growing. Did you know that about crabs? They never I stop did. growing. They never die. They can only they can't die of natural causes. I thought and that they was lobsters. Growing. I thought
0: that was lobsters. It's
1: crustacean. It's a crustacean. It's certainly a crustacean. I <laughs> can tell you that <laughs> there's a
0: crustacean that does that thing i can you know that that it has an
1: exoskeleton and it's a water crab thing anyway (laughs) thanks anyway (laughs) anyway the largest specimens that have been found are between 30 and 40 feet long weighing over 100 pounds (sighs) however its close relative the colossal squid may grow to much greater sizes as evidenced by the size of sucker marks on sperm whales
0: what Wait, you gotta read that one more time. So there's a different kind of squid called a colossal squid and it's not the giant squid and it sucks on sperm whales? Yes. Is that what you
1: just told me? The giant squid, genus Architeuthis, is not the same species as the colossal squid, uh, scientific name Mesonychoteuthis hamiltoni. Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I thought Hamilton. And it has been proven cool. and accepted by the scientific community for almost 90 years, uh more now actually. From 1925 to present, it has been accepted that the colossal squid and the giant squid are different species.
0: Yes. And what and the colossal's bigger question mark? The colossal is much
1: bigger apparently. So it's more like they, the we crack-in. still they have not seen the colossal I don't think, but they have seen the like tentacle sucker <gasps> marks. On left on sperm whales and they're apparently huge
0: i wonder what do you does it mention what the diameter is because i really want to know
1: uh add it to the list baby of things to revisit
0: what's the diameter of a colossal squid sucker mark
1: oh my god yes please okay
0: i gotta say what's the diameter of a colossal squid sucker mark question mark
1: (laughs) question mark
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay um next what oh man my head is still spinning from that right Just I keep... love this wow this love, is amazing I love that
1: we're learning it at the same time It's so
0: fun <laughs> I like that I have a list of questions that I have this to look awesome. up later <laughs>
1: this is the best let's do this hey let's never do notes again <laughs>
0: Yeah, I really want to go into every single episode just <laughs> riddled with anxiety. I'm going to need a lot oh more crystals.
1: god, I found this topic ten minutes before you got here. This is insane. And then I scarfed half a Cadoba burrito and started reading directly from the internet. Yo, you want the mac and queso because if you don't, I know someone in this room who does. <laughs> I want to try it and then, and then you can have it. <laughs>
0: Okay, can I guess? I don't know why, but I'm getting like sand vibes from the next one.
1: Ooh, sand vibes, sand vibes. So what's vibes, the next sand one? Sand vibes. Um, not. I don't think sandy. No. Okay. I'm not sure.
0: Is Papua New Guinea sandy? Papua New Guinea is off the coast of Australia.
1: Okay. Well, this is a marsupial. Kangaroo. No. Koala. Uh, it, it looks a little bit like a koala. It's, you won't guess the name. It's called a bandagezu. That one I don't know. Or bandagezow. Bandagezu. It's also known as a dingisu.
0: Oh my god, I tried to spell this phonetically and Google said, it looks like there aren't many great matches for your search. Bandagezu. Bandagezu. Bandagezu.
1: It is one of the ancestral spirits of the Moni people in western Papua New Guinea. It oh. ties to Western Papua New Guinea mythology. Its ties, sorry, its ties to Western Papua New Guinea mythology made the Bondi Jesu a cryptid for decades.
2: Really? And it wasn't
1: until the 1980s that Tim Flannery, an Australian scientist, took the first picture of one. Oh my God! It's so cute. Um, Mr. Flannery identified the animal as a tree-dwelling marsupial that looked like a tiny man. You look like a tiny man it has black and white fur and walks around on two legs Shut up! and oh it God. is it is unfortunately on the endangered species list of currently.
0: course it is because it's so cute and i wanted to be
1: alive forever <laughs> but described as a tree dwelling creature the bunda jesu resembles a small man covered in black and white fur it was also said to have a white belly and a black head back and limbs it is said to be a tree climber, but often stands on the ground in a bipedal stance. Oh. This is the one occasion where an animal standing up on its hind legs is cute, as opposed to terrifying.
0: <laughs> um, meerkats. Oh, cats. Also, cats doing that. Oh,
1: cats are cute.
0: Cats doing that are really cute.
1: Oh, this says that the picture was sent to Tim Flannery, but I oh. think the other one said he that took he the took the picture. It.
0: Yeah. Oh, Bondage Zoo. It looks like from the pictures I'm viewing are also like. They're brown. And it looks like they have lemur tails. Like, look at this one.
1: Ooh. This one's brown of, and white. They're kangaroo-esque a little they, bit. They
0: do look it's, kangaroo It's just
1: because they're marsupials.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, but they're short. Yeah, true. It looks like they're only, like, two feet tall. It's a little man. It's a little He's man. just a little guy. Aw,
1: little boy. Oh, Tim Flannery actually initially identified the creature as a young tree kangaroo. Is a tree kangaroo a thing? I don't know. Or did know. was he just calling it a tree I kangaroo? I think he, just, it a he tree. just described it as one. That's fair. Uh, but in May of 1994 Flannery conducted a wildlife survey of the area and discovered that the animal in the picture was new to science.
0: Wow. Could you imagine like going out and just taking a picture of a weird animal you saw and you're like I'm going to look this up later and then found out that
1: whoa no one knows about yeah. this. Yeah, absolutely. And the final cryptid animal You already said it, actually. I did? Yes. Was it, was it, um, koala? (laughs) No. The one you said before koala. Kangaroo. Kangaroo. Kangaroo is a cryptid? Yeah. Kangaroos were once cryptids. The first description of a kangaroo was made by Amerigo Vespucci in 1499 when he was traveling along the southern coast of australia
0: i wonder if he described it as a big rabbit man
1: <laughs> no do you want to do you want to hear how it described it yeah of course i do uh, he described it as a monstrous beast with what? the head of a fox okay the hands of a man yeah the tail of a monkey and a bag that it used to carry its young and a bag in 1629 I mean, francisco Pelsert. that one's french pelsert francisco
0: Francisco. I love how I can always
1: say the first name. Oh, yeah. The first name is always the easiest. Mm -hmm. But in 1629, this guy. Oh, I'm not going to assume Francisco's gender. In 1629, an individual named Francisco (laughs) captured a kangaroo. (laughs) How? But the kangaroo died on its voyage very sad it wasn't until sir joseph banks rediscovered the kangaroo on captain cook's voyage in 1770 that the kangaroo changed from an enjoyable myth to an actual species let's talk more
0: <laughs> that sounds like a good book title actually you know enjoyable myth
1: to actual species so here's here's what's very interesting to me when i was doing this I won't say research. Preparation. I found... <laughs> when I spent hours on these notes. <laughs> I, I found the article that had the list. Sure. And then I would go into a new tab, go into Google, and I would type animal name cryptid. And then it would bring up the cryptid wiki piece. Sure, sure, sure. peace So I did that for all of these. And when I typed in kangaroo cryptid, it did bring up a cryptid wiki, but it brought one up for phantom kangaroo. <laughs> oh, excuse me? <laughs> so phantom kangaroo... What? is um really interesting because here's what it is it's not as interesting as you think phantom kangaroo is just an out-of-place kangaroo
0: you mean like it's, it's, it's just where it's not if
1: supposed you, to if you see a kangaroo where it
0: should not be it's, it's a phantom, phantom kangaroo, kangaroo. Bro, what? Wait, can we say that about literally anything? I think so. <laughs> so our lantern flies, phantom lantern flies, because they're not supposed to be here.
1: Why not?
0: <laughs> but yo, anytime I'm in a place that I don't feel right, in, I'm just going, I'm Phantom Jenna right now.
1: <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm just gonna tell you about. Like a handful of Phantom Kangaroo sightings to to round out the episode, I guess. What the fuck? There are real tears falling down the sides <laughs> of my face. I see them. So basically, it's just a normal kangaroo, but not where it should be. Although some reports are of a giant kangaroo. So we'll see. During the tornado of 1899. Of course it was a tornado. In Richmond, Wisconsin. There's kangaroos in Wisconsin? A woman saw a kangaroo leaping across her backyard. This is a phantom kangaroo because there shouldn't have been a kangaroo there.
0: (laughs) Did we ever find out if it was real or if she was just seeing shit?
1: All of these sightings are one sentence, and I have read you that full sentence. <laughs> we
0: can look <laughs> into it later if we no! want. <laughs> okay, keep going. What's the next
1: phantom kangaroo? In 1934, a giant kangaroo supposedly killed and ate police dogs in Hamburg, Tennessee. What? In Same nin- kangaroo. Definitely. In, in 1958... Charles Wetzel saw a kangaroo chasing dogs near his cabin home in the Platte River near Grand Island, Nebraska. Leonard Kiyagi and Michael Byrne, two policemen, saw a kangaroo in an alley in 1974, and the animal escaped by kicking Kiyagi in the legs when he tried to handcuff the kangaroo. (laughs) You know what's crazy is I'm... I might be making this up, but I'm pretty sure that, like, handcuffing a kangaroo has happened... Multiple times through history, because kangaroo, much like in the film Kangaroo Jack, uh-huh. and also just in nature, kangaroos throw punches. They do, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like kang, like kanging a roo Jesus <laughs> Christ, <laughs> handcuffing a kangaroo is effective if you Shit. are able to. <laughs> if, you, if you are capable, <laughs> yeah. I
0: would. Can there? Ha- I don't. Hmm. I wonder if you can. I don't think their arms could go behind their back, right? I think they can. Really?
1: But kangaroos are also crazy buff, so yeah. I think I think it's like if you tried to handcuff a crazy buff person, and their muscles got in the way. Like I think right. that like if it were like a wimpy kangaroo, it'd probably be possible. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Add it to the list. How easy is it to handcuff a kangaroo? In 1978, in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Two men took a blurry picture of a kangaroo that they saw in a bush. That's cryptid activity.
0: That weirdly sounds more real than the other ones that (laughs) you said. In
1: 1981, Ray Alt was tending to his sheep flock when a huge kangaroo came bounding past. In 1999, a woman named Lois Eckhart saw a big animal jump by cows on her farm in Wellman, Iowa. And later was like, I think it might have been a kangaroo. That doesn't make sense. This is Iowa. It It was a phantom. It's a phantom kangaroo. It's a phantom kangaroo. Oh my god. Gonna catch him all because he's phantom kangaroo.
0: That was exactly what I was thinking. That was exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. It's because I
1: said he's a phantom.
0: Right, right. right. I almost said Danny <laughs> kangaroo and then stopped myself.
1: In 2000, there were four sightings of a six-foot kangaroo eating leaves in Lewisham, London.
0: That's really scary. In London? Oh, wait. All the rest were in America.
1: Yeah. In 2013 in Oklahoma, a kangaroo was reportedly recorded by hunters in a field. The video was published to YouTube and prompted speculation that the animal might be a pet kangaroo who went missing in the state just over a year. Okay, see, that sounds plausible.
0: At least we, at least we got something, because I'm so fucking confused. Like, why is there a kangaroo? Yeah. And he's, he's covering a
1: lot of ground. So most of the sightings were probably just escaped zoo kangaroos or wallabies. However, some sightings do fit the description of an extinct type of giant short-faced kangaroo called Procoptodon. These animals were herbivores and lived in groups. There is really no explanation for kangaroos eating police dogs unless it is a surviving echel a predatory fanged kangaroo that lived in Australia over 10 million years ago. Yo, what? But killing the police dogs is possible for a herbivorous kangaroo if the kangaroo had received rabies or had been attempting to defend itself.
0: Yeah, because my first thought when you were talking about the dogs, I was like, aren't kangaroos
1: herbivores, but I didn't want to slow your roll, so... Lauren Coleman and Mark A. Hall theorized that some sightings of fandom kangaroos may actually be sightings of devil monkeys.
0: Ex-hecking, excuse me? Open
1: link in new tab. Yes, please. What is a devil monkey? It looks like a real mean monkey, I'll be honest. I mean, that was my assumption. Baboon-like primates? That doesn't sound like a kangaroo at all. Yeah, what? Well, oh though kangaroos and wallabies outside of australia is not unheard of isle of man has become home to hundreds of wild wallabies ever since a pair escaped in the 1970s so that's interesting solid
0: hey you want to hear something that you're going to be really interested absolutely in? uh devil monkey is a monster in D D. oh
1: yep i don't know why it's... i made that sound <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a weird noise. Uh, Should I run downstairs to grab my monster it's manual? Its armor class is 19. Damn! Its hit points are uh, 112. Its speed is 30 feet. The highest modifiers in strength because monkey, which I guess could have been dexterity. It could have been either in my brain.
1: Charisma. What do you think the most charismatic monster is? Probably like an intelligence-based one.
0: Oh, the most charismatic monster.
1: Are we talking like
0: real animals or like
1: i was specifically talking D D. like if See, i'm not as well but now i want to know what do you think is the most charismatic like, like predatory beast. animal yeah a cat you think
0: i don't know i would say like... that it's
1: one that like uses like flashy um like plumage or or, or, or like something oh. to like draw its prey to it Well,
0: so like a like a um oh, what kind of fish is that that has the thing over anglerfish anglerfish but I'm trying to think of a mammal. I'm really... I'm stuck on this. Co-Star
1: says that we should exchange childhood photos. You and I? Oh, no. Apparently, exchanging childhood photos is how to seduce you, according to Co-Star.
0: Maria, are you trying to seduce
1: me? Am I sharing my childhood photos with you right now? No. Also, I disagree with what Co-Star says about me. What's that? It says, you're seduced if they ask you your thoughts on something and respond with, wow, you're so insightful. If I said... If I shared my thoughts... And whoever I was talking to went, wow, you're so insightful. I would be angry. I'd be like, what the <laughs> don't fuck? fucking patronize me. <laughs> like, don't say wow, first <laughs> of all. <laughs> don't wow. be surprised by my insight, you asshole. <laughs> I rolled a nat 20 on insight. Fuck. <laughs> hey, do you want to hear my horoscope for today? Yes, I do.
0: Take a deep breath and wait, which is exactly how I started this episode. I took a deep breath and just waited hey, for the you chaos. Know what?
1: Mine was slow down and appreciate more of what the world has to offer. And I sure do appreciate these articles.
0: Yeah, this was great. Um, <laughs> how did we get to co-star so fast? We, we were literally talking about <laughs> charismatic predators. And then you were like, so on co-star. <laughs> I'm, and I just went with it. No questions asked. And I just realized that I went with it. no questions. Listen, asked. I promised you chaos. And I think I delivered. he <laughs> <Yeah, you> did.
2: He <laughs> did. I love
1: the shivering.
0: <laughs> Bro, this was fun. Oh, wait. We have to look up the questions that I have now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to give you one and then I'm going to look up another one. So we're, we're kind of working at the same time. Okay. Okay. So do you want, why was King Kong inspired by a lizard? Or yes. do you want, what's King Kong about?
1: Oh, what's King Kong about? Okay. I'll do the first one. Okay, this is gonna be. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh!
0: This is the first thing that Google came up with.
1: Wait, hang on. Wait.
0: Ooh. Okay. Wait.
1: Waiting. Waiting Paul. From... Paul last name is here. Oh. I found Paul last name. <laughs> so <laughs> Marion C. Cooper, who wrote King Kong, right? Fascination with gorillas began with his boyhood reading of Paul's book, Explorations and Adventures in Equatorial Africa. Oh. So then the interest was furthered in 1929 by studying a tribe of baboons in Africa. And then he read W. Douglas Burden, also a person that was mentioned before. Yep. The Dragon Lizards of Komodo. Oh,
0: see, mine, mine says it was called
1: King of Komodo. And he fashioned a scenario depicting African gorillas battling Komodo dragons.
0: So Kong versus Godzilla. So wait
1: wait so the venn,
0: <laughs> the venn diagram of komodo
1: dragons and i who where was where did i mention where did i mention paul was paul in the gorilla segment hang on where was paul paul paul, paul delivered my food today yeah paul did <laughs> yes no paul paul is paul was the gorillas oh paul was the gorillas yes so okay. the, venn, the, venn diagram the venn diagram of, of, of these cryptids turned real animals komodo and gorilla both mentioned in this episode of wonder binge podcast the venn diagram intersects at king kong dude (laughs) wait what oh
0: my god so from what i'm getting here it seems like it seems like cooper was inspired by gorillas originally but then read burden's book called king of komodo and that's kind of where Cooper got the name for King Kong because he liked the hard K words. Instead of King of Komodo, it was King Kong.
1: So he was like, I l- I like these gorillas. I also like these Komodo dragons. What if they fought? And then he was like, I I have made I have made them fight. But then he was like, I gotta give this, I gotta give this, I gotta give this big old monkey some personality, so I'm gonna throw a woman in there. Now there's a woman, okay? <laughs> now there's a woman. So there's a woman and she's oh, you on know, an exposition, right?
0: Wait, you know, while you are talking about the gorillas, there was a bunch of people saying like, yeah, these big hairy creatures abduct women and squeeze them to death. Oh my god! He did say that! Yeah, he did say that! Wait, but
1: when Cooper screened O'Brien's stop-motion creation footage, he was unimpressed, but realized that he could economically make his gorilla picture by scrapping the Komodo dragons and the costly location shots of going to Komodo to film there. He could scrap that stuff, stick with the woman's story... Yo, what? ...and cast his gorilla as a giant named Kong, and plan to have him die at the Empire State Building. Now we know! Now we know what King Kong's about! (laughs) I am losing my mind over here.
0: Oh my god! I want it. This is great. Okay, but who wrote Who wrote Godzilla? What
1: the fuck? It's someone from Japan, I assume. Right?
0: Right? Hang on. I got. Wait. Hang on. Oh man, was Godzilla only a film? Because I've got I've got two names here. Oh, okay. I think it was only a screenplay. Ishiro Honda and Takeo Murata. Well, this has been very chaotic.
1: Were there any other questions? They were, we there were more visit? questions. There were more questions. <laughs> or do we want to hold off on them? This is a very long episode. <laughs> oh, And I okay. understand that you'll edit it down, but I think it's going to stay a long It's still going to be <laughs> pretty long. I think it's going to be pretty long.
0: Um, oh, the next one was, how long do Komodo dragons live? And I'm going to look up the next one, which was Order of Manotremata.
1: Komodo dragons live about 30 years in the wild.
0: See, yeah, I thought five years was way too short.
1: But, okay, so they live about 30 years in the wild, average five years in captivity, but that is not from birth. So, oh. like, it's, it's, like, somewhere within, the, like, they, they are captured
0: and they only and last then
1: last five years. About five years. So I wouldn't say, like, it's a five-year-old Komodo dragon dying. I would say that it's mm-hmm. a Komodo dragon that has been in captivity for five years.
0: And that's the longest they can handle. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. All right, well, do, would you like to know what the um the order of monotramata is? Yes. Monotremata is the most ancient living order of mammals. In Ooh. addition to being egg layers, members of this order share primitive skeletal features such as the shoulder girdle and skull characteristics that have been lost in other living mammals. And,
1: and was so that... That was... That platypus? was
0: also the Komodo dragon. Really?
1: I'm pretty sure. Is that what I said? No, I feel like I said that later. No, it's platypus.
0: And you know it really is the only one of its of its kind. Oh yeah, because that makes sense. I said something about laying. Yeah, you I said accept... egg-laying mammal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm dumb. Sorry.
1: You're um... <laughs> so stupid.
0: Okay, cool. Would you like to know the next next uh, question yes, I've written what, down? What's up? Uh, I wrote hipster science, which wasn't a question. Ooh,
1: yes, hipster science. That was just something I wrote down. I don't think. Oh, well, she's looking. I'm it seeing up. if it already exists as a term. <laughs> I've got a Psychology Today article called "The Sad Science of Hipsterism." I've got. <laughs> I've got a Brain World magazine article called The Hipster Paradise, The Science of Why Hipsters Are So Mainstream. (laughs) I've got a Jezebel article called Science Figures Out How You Become a Hipster. And I've got the Technology Review, MIT Technology Review, The Hipster Effect, Why Anti-Conformists Always End Up Looking the Same. So a lot of... (laughs) So what I'm finding is a lot of scientists shitting on hipsters. That is... The funniest thing I've heard all fucking week. Cool. so my my way of saying hipster science has not been used yet. it's
0: it's not it has nothing to do with cryptozoology. <laughs> cool. I can I can copyright it all right. So last two questions. Okay. Can you handcuff a kangaroo? and what's the diameter of a colossal squid sucker?
1: Oh, I kind of want that one, but I'm already typing too late. I'm already looking that one up. The first result is a YouTube video kangaroo captured by police in, f- guess, guess what state? Texas. Florida. Florida. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Florida man, more like Florida kangaroo, baby. This kangaroo is so fucking buff. Holy shit, I'm terrified. You gotta save that picture. Oh my god, I never want to see this. He's so buff. <laughs>
0: I hate him. Okay, um so I'm not getting a lot on the colossal squid tentacle size, although it says that Each of the arms is a different length ranging from about 0.85 meters to 1.15 meters, which is like, what? Is that like roughly three feet-ish?
1: Three meters was 10 feet.
0: Right. I think a meter is a little bit longer than three feet. Oh, oh, I got the diameter of the eyes, not the sucker marks.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Hmm. When you, when you type in colossal squid, one of the first suggested searches is colossal squid versus sperm whale. Yo, which what? Which it feels like that is a sort of like who would win sort of thing. Like who would yeah. win one polar bear versus 20 penguins, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which your answer to that does tell me a lot about you. But anyway, <laughs> um, apparently scars on the bodies of sperm whales indicate that they regularly do battle with the colossal squid at least in the Southern Hemisphere. And the number of colossal squid beaks found in the stomach of sperm whales indicate that sperm whales often win the fight. (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, 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 wait. Many sperm whales stranded on beaches or caught by whalers exhibit telltale circular scars like these. Only one thing could have made them the strong suckers. Blah, 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 blah. A piece of sperm whale skin relating a battle with a giant squid in sucker scar script. But it doesn't tell me the scale of this...
0: Yeah, it doesn't doesn't tell you, like, the diameter or anything of the sucker mark. Because that was what we were interested in. Yeah. What's the size of it? Why don't we just look
1: up how big is the colossal squid? Wait, I'm gonna put... Sperm whale circular scar size?
0: Oh, do you happen to remember how long you said the giant squid was? Wasn't it, like, 24 feet or something like that? The giant squid size
1: was... Between 30 and 40 feet long.
0: Colossal squid are slightly shorter than giant squid, but have larger, heavier bodies. Oh, and it lives wow, near Antarctica. sperm whales
1: notoriously have a lot of scarring. I cannot find the diameter of this sucker, and it's really upsetting to me, because I want to know how big that sucker is. Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> hey, this sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'm I'm Wait, I'm okay with this. Second,
1: Did you find something? <sighs> Bless you. It's a JSTOR article from April of 1982. It's called The Giant Squid by Clyde F. E. Roper and Kenneth J. Boss. And what I see here, what I see in front of my eyes... It's in 1980, a specimen of a medium size, about 10 meters in total length, was stranded on Plum Island in Massachusetts. We're not going to talk about that, though. What we are going to talk about is that the arms are proportionately long in young individuals, and they're relatively much shorter than the tentacles in adults. An arm may attain circumference of 50 centimeters at the base and a length of three meters. Each arm bears on its inner surface low, weak, and sometimes scalloped protective membranes that border two rows of suckers. The suckers gradually decrease in size distally until at the tip of the arm, they are merely tiny knobs. They got a little knobs at the end of the fucking beaties. Where's the size? What TikToker size? are you fucking... Dude, I know... me, baby. Where's the size? No, it ain't. No, it ain't. You're quoting someone. No, this is me. No, it's not. No, this is me. It, uh, yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. That's just the truth of the matter. We'll never know. Thanks so much for listening to Wonder... <laughs> 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 If you were to just keep it like that, it would sound like you just edited, like into a it new really segment. Would. It really would. <laughs> but that happened real time. Wow! Thanks for listening to this
0: very chaotic, very well researched episode. Oh my god! Um, Thank you so much Wonder for joining. Along. You can. <laughs> I'm hysterical. I am. Oh my god. I am. I am overwhelmed. I am. I'm Jen, and you can find <laughs> us. <laughs> You can find us, me being Jen and her being Maria, um, on all podcast platforms. You can follow us on social media at WonderBingePod if you'd like to email topic suggestions. If you'd like us to do this again, (laughs) say that you want that when you suggest an episode. Um, You can find our sources. Maria, did you save your sources? Yes. uh, My my (laughs) Word document. That will be... On our link tree, if you'd yeah. like to try and cross-reference Maria's very impromptu information gathering, I had a great time. I did. Too. This was a great time. I liked that we did questions at the end.
1: Yeah, I think did. it was that fun. Was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I liked revisiting questions that we had.
0: Dude, um, yeah, this was great. <laughs> this is great. I had, I had such a good time. I, I genuinely was worried walking in here. I'm like, I don't know what this is gonna be.
1: Yeah. But I, I'm not upset. <laughs> Leave us. A, a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and on Stitcher because you know what we're trying to grow. We're trying to make. We're trying to make things happen. We're trying to spread our cryptid wings and trying fly. to grow the WonderBinge community. We want
0: us, We want people to know that we're real. We're not just fantasy.
1: We want more wanderers. You
0: know. We well. We want to find the wanderers that already exist.
1: Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Spread the word. Tell mean. them about your chaos friends. We're <laughs> your, Where are your chaos. chaos friends now? All right. Well. I love you, bye. <laughs> love you, bye.
0: <laughs> Who's following me? Oh, it's my grandmom. <laughs> Connie? Um, hang on, I'm going to answer it. Here we go. Hey, grandma. So, hey, I'm currently recording this episode, oh, this next you. episode. Do you want to say hi?
2: <laughs> my froggy voice, you want me to say hi to somebody? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: want you to say hi to several somebodies.
2: Okay, well, hi, several somebodies. <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> Maria's also here.
2: Hi. Hi, sweetheart.
0: <laughs> oh, by the way, we loved your cookies at Thanksgiving. Did oh, I already it tell you that? So good! My grandma oh, makes well, the best oatmeal raisin cookies. For those listening to this, <laughs> they're the best thing in the world.
2: It's a recipe that a friend of your mother's gave to your mother, and your mother gave it to me. So, but in any case, I'm glad you enjoyed them,
0: and I thank you for making them. They were wonderful.
2: You're more than welcome, sweetheart. In any case, well, I'm glad that you girls. Enjoyed your your friends' giving.
0: Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. That's nice. Now,
2: did your girls enjoy it?
0: My girls. Yeah. Oh, the cats.
2: Already blinking. Oh,
0: they had a blast. (laughs) They do love company. Oh yeah, they get pets. They get plays. They get treats. They love it.
2: That's wonderful. Okay, sweetie pie.
0: All right, grandma. Love you.
2: Love you too. Bye
0: to you. Bye to Maria. Bye, grandma. Love you. Love you too, honey. <laughs> Enjoy. Oh my oh, Connie. <laughs> this has been a segment of Jenna Talks to Her Grandma.